Welcome to the Crazy Cool Family Podcast with Don and Suzanne Manning. Parents, what if we could give you the power to transform your family into something absolutely amazing? A family where everyone is healthy, gets along, loves Jesus, and has great purpose in life. Hey, let us flip your thinking to unlock the power God has given you to create your own Crazy Cool Family. Hey, Crazy Cool Parents, welcome to the Weekly Rethink, and welcome to the Christmas season. We, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. No. <laughs> we, are exact, we are talking a lot of Christmas topics right now, and uh, t- today's topic is how much to buy your children at Christmas, and really, we're going to go a little deeper than that, than yeah, what I, to buy. Yeah, I don't know about you, parents, but I want to buy my kids everything. I mean, we go to the store, and I just so desperately want to get it for them. And you really want that, uh, you know, I've watched my wife over the years <laughs> really enjoy, and she is a very much a feeler yes. and really enjoy that reaction that she gets when, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm not as much of a gift giver, but I do, I'm more practical. It's the, what's the budget? And <laughs> let's make sure we stay in line. And, and I love the, and I love toys that we can play. I want to go play with it with them. <laughs> right. Yeah. But really, you know, I've watched you is that your deal is it's like, oh my goodness, I want to see that reaction they For get sure. when they get addicted so, to it. So I would have to confess I'm addicted to it. And with seven kids that happens multiple times at Christmas. <laughs> and so but what I love about it is that children love with their whole little bodies. And so if we give them a gift and show them love by giving them a gift, they give us back this over-the-top love. And I'm like, yeah, worth it. Addicted to it. (laughs) It's worth all the money. But, you know, as with everything, the, the things of the world are are based in the things of God first. Right. And so that giving that good gifts, our father gives us good gifts. Mm-hmm. He loves us mm-hmm. and he wants to love. He delights in us. Yes. And so what we're doing with, and we're going to talk about a, a concept of materialism versus lavishness and with materialism being bad right. and lavishness being good. But first, let's just think about for a minute, we get that because we are we want to love our kids. And, and, and it says in the scripture in Matthew 7, 9, it says, If you then, though you are evil, right. know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? So God wants to establish a concept of lavishness in our lives. He wants to establish his love for us and say, and tell you parents, it's okay to love your kids. It's okay to be crazy about your kids, and it's okay to want that reaction from them. Now, you know, it can be done negatively or it can be done positively, right. but let's just first talk about how the Father loves us deeply, and we are to love our children deeply. And God gives us those good gifts in, in times of need. He gives us the patience that we need in that moment, or he gives us peace, or he gives us joy. He is a good, good father, and he gives good, good gifts. And he's actually set the example for us to do that as well. And so what does a good gift look like from good parents? But so, and really another question becomes, when do good gifts become too much? When are we being too extravagant with our Christmas? And so as parents, we're always worried about, are we doing too much? Because we introduced the concept, and let's start to talk about a little bit more, that lavishness, which is good, we want to lavish love on our kids versus materialism, which is bad. And 
even then well, we were so, talking about so yeah much. so i just want to define it a little bit so with materialism that's the desire of possessions it's a preoccupation with material objects it's getting so materialism is based on getting and, and it's based on selfishness and selfishness exactly it what is the saying he who dies with the most toys wins, wins. Yeah, absolutely. exactly so that's the world's mantra and the world is just heaping with materialism that's what that's i feel like one of the enemy's biggest distraction is materialism and so that we can't be happy unless we have what we want exactly exactly and there's always something that we want there's, there's always something and out as soon there. as we get that it, and because that's what our dangers of materialism are you know we're going to define lavishness in just a minute but let's talk about materialism we don't want our kids to be spoiled. Right. We don't want them to be, we don't want them to be selfish. We don't want them to value the things of the world over the things of God. Or that entitled attitude. Oh, wow. oh my gosh, that's the most impossible attitude for me to work with. I mean, can you you just picture like the 5-year-old I can't believe I didn't get that present. Or I, don't I didn't know want what, that one. Yeah. I wanted a green Why one. Why didn't I get more? Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. that's just a parent's worst fear yeah. that our kids are going to be like that, that they're not satisfied, that they're ungrateful. Ungrateful, yes. And we contrast that with lavishness, the where it's okay to be extravagant. It's okay to be abundant. It's okay to give. And we, we, God gives to us in great amounts. Right. How do we give? What is the right way for us to give in great amounts to our children? Because then when you give lavishly, as we're going to go into more practically as right. the podcast goes on and some things we've done over the years to, to help us become more lavish and less material in our giving, um, it, it really does. There's, lavishness creates relationship because it makes your kid feel special. And, and just think about it. Think of a time, parents, and, and we're going to talk about it a little bit, that when you've received a gift, one gift that was special, somebody thought of you, they... they maybe it wasn't even expensive. Maybe a child even made it for you, but it goes back to someone thought of you and someone... And they knew you. Mm-hmm. And so they gave you this and it gift. Represent, it was represented in yeah. that gift. And, and like I remember one time when I was a kid, uh, I loved riding bicycles and, and my friends had their bicycles in, in various capacities. And so my parents bought me this mm. Huffy bike and it was a black Huffy bike. And I loved that bike. I mean, I, and I used it. I rode that thing till the wheels fell off. We mm-hmm. rode wheelies up and down the street. We rode it all around the neighborhoods. It was... And I, you it, looked cool on it too. I it was it was a cool bike. I did look cool. I wore a certain hat. I didn't wear it to the side like they do now. But but I I used that over and over. And every time I saw that bike, it was like I was grateful. My parents knew me. They knew it was a mode of transportation. Right. You know. Right. I, I, and it was so many things in my life. It but it met was a like, need. It, and it, it, absolutely. Right. And, and it was a way for my parents to lavishly. Love me. I mean, think of what, what's something that you think of, a, a present that you oh, got. Oh, so I remember it was actually, it was a Christmas gift as well. And it was from my grandfather and it was a giant stuffed monkey. And I know that that sounds ridiculous, but back in the seventies, it was like $70. That was a lot of yeah, money. Yeah, it was a big investment. Oh my, it was extravagant. It was lavish. Right. It was over the top to have this giant monkey. And I, 
I just was felt so known and loved and adored and could not believe that they would buy that for me, that they would spend the money on that. I just, it just definitely took me to my next level, even in my identity of who I was, because I felt so loved and taken care of. And that's kind of what we're talking about with lavishness. Lavishness takes um, the present that you're giving to the next level. And it's not just something, it's everything that's wrapped around it that's yeah, and actually when you're when you gift. have a, instead of a child being selfish or spoiled or ungrateful when you give gifts well children gain confidence they mm-hmm. they they feel like that that they get they are known and that's what you want to do with gifts and they under and and so there's ways to do that so as we go into more of the practical so how do we switch right. from materialism to lavishness this Christmas, okay? So as you're sitting down writing your Christmas list, as you're making that, and maybe, so I was even thinking about this earlier, if you've already done your Christmas shopping, if you're on top of the game, good for you, well done, kudos, clap for you that you've got it done, yay, yay, yay. you can still be lavish even if you've already got the gifts purchased um, because it's what goes around. It's it's what where the gift's coming from. Lavishness is about giving. Materialism's about getting. And so you are the giver. And so how you take that is, first of all, getting to know your child. I mean, know, know what your child wants, know what your child needs, knows what, know what delights your child, know what's going to light their fire. Like the bike over the top for Dawn, the monkey, absolutely incredible for me. Like our parents, they tuned in and they knew exactly what we wanted and needed and they met that need. So that's so one how of the do ways. You, Suzanne, so in our family, uh, Suzanne has been more of the driver of Christmas gifts. I, I've supplied the money and I've supplied the consulting and I have done some shopping with her, but, but, and I would, you Don's know, a great supporter of Christmas. You, you, you <laughs> think mine. about what she had to do. I mean, so think about seven kids, literally it's like this spreadsheet and she hates spreadsheets. Oh, I hate Excel, but, <laughs> Me but, and it, Excel, not but it was, it had to, because we had to, and you know, sometimes I would help her design the spreadsheet and help get it in structure form or whatever, but, it, but then and help her with the budget and things like that. But um, but I really kind of want to interview you a little bit because, you know, and, and I don't know where your families are, parents. You The dad may be the driver or right. you may do it together. And and by the way, you know, it's a great way to work together as couples. Um, Let's talk about that next week. We are going to actually <laughs> talk about that next week when we talk about how to connect with your spouse at Christmas. Be sure and listen to that. Yep. It's going to be amazing. Um, cause, uh, in there was the hustle, only a few times at Christmas that we were thinking, I don't know if this is going to make it, exactly. <laughs> if we're going to make it. Yeah, if we're we'll gonna, share that. Yes, exactly. <laughs> But really what I want to do the rest of the podcast is just kind of talk to you, Suzanne, about and help uh, parents think about what some things that we did to try to go from materialism to lavishness. And so you were talking about um, getting how do you get to know what they really want? So what what is it? What's involved? So you've got this big list. Maybe you've bought it. Maybe you haven't. Right. But. How do you know, okay, I've got 18 things on there. They want something different. You know, they watch this commercial. Now they want yeah. that. They see this cereal box and they want that. So well, how do you get to the heart of it? So it's it's kind of like a year-long process, but I bet if you stopped and thought about it for a minute, then all the thoughts would come to mind. So you don't have to go back in time necessarily. Um, but just 
study your child and see where what their interests are. You know that every child has a bent on the where they're going to go. If they love music or if they love sports or if they love dolls or playing, make-believe or whatever that is. And so if you observe your child and you observe what they continue to go back to in their play, because remember a child's play is actually their work. What tools do they need in their work and what are they satisfied enjoying? So that's one of the ways to do that is just to watch them and study them and see. Because here's the deal. They, oh, while they are exposed to the cereal boxes and the uh, commercials and even if they go to Target or Walmart or anywhere else and they see all the toys, they really still don't know what's out there. They don't, maybe they might not even know that Amazon exists yet. And so they don't know. And so as the parent, we do, we are the good, good parent in this situation. And we know what the world has to offer and we know what's best for them. And so lean heavily on that parents when it comes time to creating um, the most lavish Christmas gift that you can. And I think another one that I think about something that we teach and, and it's interesting how even in these situations, the, the things we're talking about with Christmas are also things that apply to you always as a parent. Always. Because Definitely. You're it always doesn't change. Wa- you're always <laughs> watching your kid. Yes. You're always thinking. Um, but you know, one of the things we talk about in parenting is watching instances versus trends and, and to not be so, uh, reacting to instances and, and doing more trends. Well, what are the trends that your kids are asking about? So just because they ask one time about this superhero mm-hmm. because they saw a movie, that may or may not be, but if it stays with them, that's a way. And so, um, you know, one of the things that, that you do well, Suzanne, is just continuing to ask questions. It's, it's not only observing, but just being involved. And, and kids love to talk about what they want for Christmas. So and it's a great way to engage them. It's a great way. And, and it's a great way to connect with them as you say, well, why do you want that? Well, what are you going to do with that? And so now you've taken it from an object to now you've engaged their imagination. You've engaged their desires. They're, you're inspiring them so that if you do decide to get them whatever, the, the superhero action figure or whatever that is, you've already laid the groundwork beforehand. So now now when they go to play with it, they already have an imagination set up and in place to play with. And I know along those lines, you did a great job, I think, of what I call themed gifts. And so that was where, you know, it might have been for our girls. You know, you were talking about watching what they played. We had a dollhouse and there were all these plastic dollhouse figures and, and their paraphernalia and all of their yes. stuff and everything else, the cars and, they, and campers. And each of them had their own dollhouse. And so we kept adding to, so so the, a lot of the gifts we gave were themed gifts because they were, and you know, it was just watching them play. But I mean, they love that. Because reality is parents, while we love giving our kids gifts, we love giving them toys. We love that del- delight, that reaction. We also, I mean, there, it's a, toys are our, my nemesis. They're everywhere. They're all over the house. They create chaos. They're a mess. And so how do we give our children what they want, but keep it within the parameters of it not being a dis- an unorganized disaster? And too much of a good thing is not a good thing anymore. So too many toys is not good. So my point is that when I did it with a theme, then all of Dollhouse was lumped together. That was cleaned up and it was in one Tupperware container. All of American Girl doll stuff, all of- yes, they got the, 
older. They love yes. the American Girl doll all stuff. All the Barbie stuff. All that. That was the girls. And then now you move to the boys. All the Lego stuff. All, all the, the action figures. All the those, action figures. What were those things called that they had? Those oh, those, those action those figures. Big fat feet with yes. fire rescue nine one one or yeah. something like that. <laughs> yeah, and so and they would play with those for hours. And we would and, get the container out, and that's what they would play with. And so when you are buying your kids toys, think about um, the how they're going to engage with them, how they're going to play with them, how it's going to build their imagination. And I, I feel for parents today because so much of our kids want technology and the technology does the thinking and the imagining for them. And so I just encourage you to get some things where they can role play in their imagination. Well, and characters. even then, as they get older, it may be that what you're investing in is the theme of Xbox or the right, theme of, that, you know, right? of, of, of PlayStation or whatever that is that you're going through. And so, so now you've got, and, and then you choose to invest in that and, and monitor that and all the things that we're going to do with that. You know, another thing that I think is really good is how the gifts are given. Oh, I'm so, so glad you brought that up. So yes. we've got, so one of the things with a lot of kids, I mean, literally, I mean, you know, what you don't want to have, I think one of the, one of my, my dad used to say this all the time that uh, he, he used to talk about my brother in this way. He said, there was wrapping paper three feet thick all over the, <laughs> all over the living room. And he looked up and said, what else am I getting? Yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, I think yeah. that's, a, that's always the parents fear that, you know, that they want more or whatever, but um explain the why and who's given the gift and things like that. So, so talk about all, that a little bit. Yeah, it's so good. There's so many strategies you can do. You can either have um, everybody open one gift and then everybody open another gift. And so everybody's watching everybody. So it's not like this race to get as many presents open as you can and just take so we can time. eat. <laughs> yeah. Eat first if you have to. But so just taking time to enjoy the gift. And then it, along with that comes the why, the why behind that gift was given. I picked this gift out for you because I knew that you would love it. I well, know that you, you love to color and I let you love to draw. And so that's why we, we gave this to you. Well, and, and even creating that culture of Christmas so that, um, you know, you parents create the culture, right? And so you create a culture of Christmas morning or Christmas, you know, opening that gift and having everybody look at them, but also having that kid knowing who the gift's from and then acknowledging that person. And parents, please, on Christmas morning, well, you need to say thank you to that person. I mean, let's right. know, you know, just all you're doing is just, hey, who gave you that gift? And then, and, and I even thought about this too, is, you know, note that when you've given your child a gift and you're like, I just, I'm so glad that you got that gift. And then a weeks from now, even as they're playing with the gift, I just want you to know how much I love you. I, I that's the reason I gave you that gift is because I just love you so much. Just as a good reminder, once again, of pulling in, it's not about the gift. It's what the gift is representing. It's representing acceptance, love, courage, hope, strength, all of those things. That's what it's representing. I see you. I know you. And just what unique thing are you going to do in your family in the gift giving process is just asking the God, asking the Lord, for example, you know, we have seven kids. Well, every one of our kids, one of our traditions is right. every one of our kids gives each other a gift. 
Well, guess what? That's like 49 presents. <laughs> but but each kid, and it doesn't have to be real expensive. You think, no, I th- the- in the beginning, we would go to the dollar store and or right. we would go to the dollar section in Target or whatever needed to happen so that it was a low budget type thing. The other thing that we would do is we would, so that they had their own money. It wasn't us funding it while I was, we were paying their paycheck, but they did um, chores yeah. for the whole month of, you know, the whole fall. They would do chores and they would get a dollar here and a dollar there. So they actually, were raising the money to spend on, on their, their siblings. siblings and so and then what happened over time is the siblings would get into it and they would start to do different themed gifts and so and literally we would sit down on christmas morning and what we still do we sit down on christmas morning and every uh, sibling gives their gifts to their siblings and and now as they've gotten older they've taken it another level and they start to say and things now john about, doesn't have to pay for it all but that's, that's not the next true. level you're talking about right but, but they also do things like as they give a gift they're like hey i just want to encourage you and tell you how much i love you where'd they get that they got it from suzanne telling them that when they were seven you know so you're what are you doing right now parents if you've got younger kids to establish the culture and again just because we did this doesn't mean you have to do it. Don't don't get focused on the method. Get focused on what God's going to reveal for your family with a theme of going from materialism, being all about the present, about the quantity, about the money being spent, and all those things, to about lavishness mm-hmm. of, of giving a gift that's going to speak to their heart and build relationship. So I hope this has helped you. We, you know, just to kind of wrap it up. You know, we, we talked about lavishness being good. God wants to give us good gifts and we should. And he says in the scripture, Matthew 7, 9, if you then know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more does your heavenly father want to give you good gifts? So take that to heart. First of all, know this Christmas, God loves you. Right. God loves it's you and, and he wants to give you that identity. So parents, if you're struggling with the busyness of Christmas, just take a minute and go, oh, thank you, God, because you mm-hmm. love me. Show me. And, and, Show I, and, me and your pour love. that love into me, God, so I can pour lavishness out to my children, not materialism. I don't want to go the way of the world, but I want to go the way of you. And I want to give good gifts to my children. I want to do it in a way that's going to be unique to my family. God, show me ways that, that we're going to put, that I'm going to get to know my kids this Christmas. Not, not I send them to go play while I go figure out how to shop for them. And it's all busy and just messed up. But it's, hey, how can I connect with them? How can I give them that special gift and put those things in our family to create lavishness in our home this Christmas? Hope this has been beneficial to you, parents. We hope you have a great Christmas season. Go be crazy, parents. CrazyCoolFamily.com.